What's up, everybody? Thanks for watching the fourth quarter with us. We are the Bulls Outcast. This is the Stretch Four. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. That's John. Uh, as always, as we go along tonight, feel free to hit that hot mic button if you want to join the conversation with us. You can join this little other quadrant to the camera where there's just gray space. That could be you. You can be the gray space. And as always, tips are welcome and appreciated. All right, guys. 128-124. The Bulls go to All-Star break 16-18. and 18. I thought it would be a good idea. You know, we could talk about some of the aspects of tonight's game, um, but also kind of more big picture. Halfway home for this season. If you thought, or if you like knew at the onset, the Bulls would be 16 and 18 at the All-Star break. Pleasantly surprised about what you expected. Worse than you expected. Dave. Ecstatic. <laughs> 16 and 18. Yeah, I'd be happy. Um, because I mean, you know what we watched for the past couple of years, you know what we were looking at, man. Seriously, like it would have been the only disappointment for me would have been if there was no growth and we still, you know, looked like last year, you know, win wise and team wise, you know, then I'm upset. But 16 and 18, winning a game like they did tonight that I know for a fact they would have lost if the, these past two years. I mean, it's, it feels good, man. Honestly, it feels good to go on the all-star break upbeat and knowing I have an all-star and knowing when we get back, <laughs> we're going to be better. Like, I like this stuff, man. I yeah. Feel- John, I mean, we phrase that? that we have an all-star at the all-star break. That alone is already like a good indicator. <laughs> uh, I think I would have been pleasantly surprised. I think now living the first half of the season and knowing how crazy this it's been, this has been more covid than I expected. And, and you know me, I was like very, I thought it'd be very covid yeah. Like mm. that I'm for, I'm here for it. Like 16 and 18, especially if you look around at the other records in the East, we are, we are not in the bottom tier. We are now yeah. solidly in the middle of the bunker. Uh, <laughs> I, I, and you know, record alone won't necessarily show you like paint you the whole picture because 16 and 18 certainly sounds better than anything the Bulls had record-wise at any point last season, right? I went back and checked, and obviously, you know, it wasn't the official halfway point last season, um, but at 34 games in last season, the Bulls were 13 and 21. Ooh. So 13 and 21, no 16 COVID. and 18. Not a huge difference. Three more wins on this pace than what we had last year. But what we also had in those first 34 games last year were embarrassing yes. losses. Like 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 putting a skid mark on the franchise levels of embarrassing losses. 20-point losses. 30-point losses. We had a goddamn bottle with a name tag on it that said, hello, my name is 20-point deficit. Halftime we'd take it. At, at work. <laughs> because it was necessary. Yeah, two dose, and we and we went through it rather quickly, and that, and we, that was and we weren't like boozing. That's the thing; like we were being like right. so like kind of like conservative, temperate. I just think it's as frustrating as it has been to watch the Bulls lose some of these close games, especially close games against quality opponents. Those were games we were losing no, by thirty, without a doubt. Like we're losing those games, even where even if we're up twenty, we don't feel comfortable about winning. It was it was to the point where we were just rooting for the other team because we were watching greatness happen. 
Like I remember that. I remember that Luca game. I remember the Luca game with the United Center when they we came back. Going. And we were all kind of like, yeah, we kind of wanted to hit that three of half court. That half court, that, that half court three, when he went up, we were like, he'll make it. Yeah, right, dude. dude. Yeah. He'll make it. Like, we thought a half court shot was like, it'd be shocking if he missed it. Dude, it, we, I remember how it was dead quiet in that whole studio. And then when that stuff started happening, we're going crazy. Then people start running in. They didn't come running in because the Bulls are winning or because they were looking good. They came in because we were going crazy because we were watching an opposing team be great. We don't do that no more this year. And that feels no, we're good. good. Be excited to watch Zach Levine drop 36 and 8. You know, to watch Kobe White get another 20-point game. It feels good to watch Wendell get 13 rebounds and a half. It feels good to watch Pat Williams go off in the first quarter. Like, it feels good, man, watching this team be competent and be consistent because y'all know I used that word too many times last year because it was just not available to us. And I and I barely use it at all this season, man, because that's what you see all the time, man. So, yes, I, it's static. 16 and 18, freaking ecstatic. Ryan, with uh, some echoed sentiments, saying at least this year we're complaining about how our wins go. Instead of our knob of a coach or how done can't we make a three. So much Chris Dunn oh, basketball. You know. It's in it's it's a crime. <laughs> it's a crime. How many we have we have watched more Chris Dunn than any human being should be subjected to in their life. No. The true crime is when John, you admitted to yourself one night after he had been out for a while that you actually missed. That's Chris how bad Dunn. it was. That things had gotten so bad. So bad. Yeah, Chris Dunn, who is my <laughs> least favorite basketball player to watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, appreciate yeah. the tip, Adam. Um, all right, guys. So the Bulls' new president of basketball ops, Arturis Karnaschovas, spoke to the media, sort of like a halftime assessment uh, press conference um, on on the old Zoom interviews of of the year that is coronavirus. Um, I, I thought he had a lot of interesting things to say, but I think the most interesting thing, and what I wanted to get your guys' perspective on first, was. His comment about how he doesn't view his players as trade commodities, per se, and that he is most looking forward to seeing what this group can do in the back half of this season, and talked about his team being one of many teams in the East that are in the playoff hunt right now. Um, if that is true, and that that wasn't just, uh, you know, chatter for chatter's sake, or, or, you know, smoke and mirrors to hide his real plan, would you guys be happy with the plan being Arturis wants to get Lowry and Otto healthy if possible and make a playoff run with this crew instead of worrying about the trade yes. deadline? John. I trust him. Like, I have no reason not to trust this man. If it means that we're going to be competitive and get in the playoffs, that's a who would be against that? Uh, I also don't think uh, and mo most of our players who would be trade assets, I don't think are at the highest of their value right now. Mm. And so I trust that I do think he says that regardless of if it's the truth, because why would you be like, no, nah, these are people who are like, these are, these are people who I view as product. And I <laughs> like, but I do think it's like, yeah, if we can, let's go for playoffs. Why not? Cause if anything, that will help the trade value of all everyone. And the only one you really have to worry about is Lowry, right? Cause he's a restricted free agent. Colin saying, I'll trust fall off a mountain if Acme is back there to catch me. <laughs> Dave, 
Do you share that same level of trust? Dude, I say it every chance I get. <laughs> Whatever and Evers League want to do, I am cool with. Let them cook. I am completely cool with it. Whatever they want to do. And I, that's why I like having these discussions and these debates. Like, yeah, might have different points of view, but I promise you at the end of whatever I say, that's what it is for me. That's 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 those are the bookends, man. Like that's it. That's the pillar. That's what I'm standing on right now, man. Whatever they want to do. All right, cool. Great. You don't agree with what I'm saying? Fine. Do what you want. You have all my trust. You have all my faith. They have done nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing, to show me that they aren't competent and they aren't serious about this team winning. And Matt, even that part, I'm sure you read that, Matt, the, the little clip when they were talking about AK was watching the Denver game and how upset mm-hmm. he got when Denzel Valentine missed that three and how he banged the glass because he wanted to beat Denver so bad. Man, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Because that dude wants it, man. He's trying to win, and he wants it. And I know he wanted to beat his former team, but it's, your owner is out there like, dude, I want this. And he told them, dude, I want this. And he's mad that he didn't get it? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. More of this. All of this, AK. I want all of this, AK, and everything. So, yes, whatever they want to do, let them keep cooking. I'm with it. Uh, shout out to Book Jones, Sean, and Thank Tracy you. for the tip. Thank Appreciate you, you guys. Um, Another thing that was really great to hear from AK in his comments when he was asked about Zach Levine. Um, and, you know, it was really interesting. Uh, shout out to our guy, Rob Schaefer, who wrote a great column about this um, over at NBC Chicago. Like what we heard AK say about Zach before the season started and what we heard AK say about Zach just a couple days ago. Um, talking about uh, at the beginning of the season, Zach's clearly a very talented offensive player. And he could do a lot of incredible things. Now we just need to figure out how to put that into a team system and win. And so it was clearly like kudos to this athlete. He's crazy talented uh, and he can score, but we got to figure out how to win with him. A couple of days ago, he said, I am so impressed with Zach. I'm so happy for Zach for his all-star, you know, um, <clears throat> recognition. And it's, it's deserved because, not only is he having a career year as far as what he's doing on the offensive end, but he's getting better in other elements of his game and it's impacting our winning. So it's sort of like he posed the question to Zach at the beginning of the season. You're good. Can you help us win? And he said halfway through the season, Zach is helping us win. So if there were any Bulls fans out there left wondering, maybe like crazy sneak attack Zach Levine trade, because a lot of teams are looking and sniffing around at him parentheses, John's Mavs. Uh, I think it's pretty clear that AK has no plans no. of trading Zach Levine. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't How you could, agree, who, John? Who could you get for him? Hmm. Who, in what way could you get value for him? Mm-hmm. Like Bradley Beal, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't no. think you do it then in a weird way. Nope, I wouldn't do it. God, I don't know what you can get. I honestly like he's not untradeable, but like, God, he's that good, man. His contract's that good. He's that young. He's good. <laughs> Yeah, what could you get for him? Yep. Oh, Matt, uh, Adam Adam says, I will give you $100, Peck, if you can pronounce AK name on command without looking it up. He can do it. Arturus Karnaschovas. He's good at this. He, so he 100 bucks, please. Like this. 100 bucks. There's a, there's a tip button right there. I'm, I'll split it with my with the guys here. Answer. 100 bucks, please. Arturus Karnaschovas. Arturus Karnaschovas. Arturus Karnaschovas. That's right. That's 300. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. Dave, the the crazy talk about trading Zach at this year's deadline is is one thing, and I think we can sure. easily put that to bed. The other thing that's been going around on Bulls Twitter and and in Bulls you know conversations that I've seen now is okay if AK loves Zach and wants to try to build around him, now it becomes about how how you go about yeah. getting him to stay. As far as like. Do you try to renegotiate an extension for Zach this offseason while he still has a year left or take the risk of letting him hit unrestricted free agency a year from now? What approach would you take if you're the Bulls when it comes to a uh, when it comes to getting Zach Levine inked here long term? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, the approach is, I guess, the same one that you gave uh, Billy Donovan, and that's coming to them and letting him know that you are valued and we want you as a part of this team. And not only as a part of this team, but as the leader of this team, as the best player on this team. Cause Zach has said how many times that I want to be the leader. I love being here. This is where I want to be. I don't want to be anywhere else. And I would love to be the number one guy on this team. And I want to win here, not just, I want to win. I want to win here. So when you got a guy like AK and Eversley, who have nothing but the respect, you know what I'm saying, from the players and it looks like, you know, kind of around the league. Like, that's that's your selling point right there. Like, you just like, dude, look at me. Like, you see what I'm doing? Did I not get rid of the trash? Did I not take out the trash and clean the whole kitchen right there? You know what I'm saying? Now you see me in there stirring it up and cooking. You're not going to stay for dinner? Yeah, you're going to stay for dinner. You know, you're not going to leave when he's starting to cook. You're going to stay for dinner, man. So I think it's an easy sale, to be honest with you, um, because – he wants to win and he knows what it means to win in Chicago. And that's why I love AK so much, man, because he stressed the tradition of winning and what it means here as to be a Chicago bull and win here. It means a lot when you're winning here in Chicago, man. And AK knows it and he's stressing it to Zach. So yeah, I think honestly it's an easy sale and I do expect Zach to be back here long-term. The tricky part of it though, John, is that, you know, Zach is, he is that level yeah. of dude now. He is a he is a first time All Star. He's putting up crazy numbers this season, and he and you know whoever his trusted inside circle is and his agent could be saying to him, you know, yeah, the Bulls can renegotiate your contract. The Bulls can use about fifteen or million or so of their uh, upcoming cap space to sign you to a new extension for four years and umpteen million dollars. I think like a hundred and forty something or whatever. Or if you can wait it out, you can get wined and dined mm-hmm. as an unrestricted free agent and make even more mm-hmm. money. In today's NBA, players quickly learn that loyalty is fictitious and or a one-way street when it comes to players and the organizations that draft them. What I mean, Zach, I mean, Thank Zach, you. John, what would you if do I'm for Zach, Zach? I do not sign an extension. Mm. I hold out. I bet on myself. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm good enough this season that I could be injured the whole next season and still get the max. That's how good I've been. True. The percentage I'm doing, I'm an all-star. I'll get the max because teams have money. That's the thing. It all matters is teams have money. Yeah. If I'm the Bulls, I lock this dude down as fast as I can so like Pat Riley doesn't look at him with his steely blue eyes. <laughs> and he sees how warm it is. Championship yeah, rings like, across like, the table what? at him. Come, no, come visit South Beach in January. Come yeah. on. Come on. Like, Cuban's not like, hey, 
this section of Dallas that I bought is yours now. Like, <laughs> like LeBron's not like, hey, man, you want to come back? Like, you lock him up because he's going to get it. But if I'm Zach, how could you not want to get the – and not, like, in a way that's, like, I don't want to be with the Bulls, just in, like, a, I'd like to see what's out there. I, you want to explore your options. It's, like, I want to apply to a bunch of colleges, you know. But, man, he's good. I hope he stays. He has to stay. He has to um, stay. I think, I think he can do that. Yeah, and you're right. He should do that. He should apply, you know, and look around and, you know, talk to as many people as he wants. But just in the times, just hearing Zach talk and knowing how he feels, it feels like stuff mm-hmm. like loyalty and family is important to him. Like, it feels like those things are important to him. And it's not just money. And I don't know. I don't honestly, I don't know. But it just <clears> feels <throat> that way. Uh, right. when I hear him talk, like it's not his number one goal. Like if it was Aldo Porter Jr., I'll be like, yeah, you're right. That's his number one goal. It's money. But when it when it's a guy like Zach, it just feels like he's like, dude, I, I want to win. I want to be a leader. I want to be also Chicago. Like he's not Indiana. I think that, I think that matters yeah. to him. And yeah. it should matter. Like it's a big city. It's a marquee franchise. If you can be the guy to do that, like that means something. Uh, casting Miami, Dallas, and LA would be tough to say no to. Yeah, it's tough. Everyone says no to Dallas. It's easy to say no to Dallas. I can tell right now, it's super Um, easy to say no to Dallas. I said no to Dallas. It's super easy to say no to Dallas. On the the flip side, not that Matt's saying, now Zach could go to Atlanta and talk up Chicago to all these other all-stars, which, hey, first time in a long time we're able to do that. Casting Zach needs to tell Kawhi nobody in Chicago will make you say anything in public if you don't want to. Just yeah. come play here. I do like that. Do you think, guys, um, let me ask you, do you think it matters if he goes to those other teams and he's not the number one option? Do you think that matters to him? No. Yeah. Zach? No, no I think he would probably be winning. fine with being a number two somewhere. Yeah, he's, lost so much. Winning. he's lost so much. Like, number one. He's number um, one games in the world. Oh, there's that 100 Adam. bucks from Adam. Hello. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Job, Adam. Man of your word, so. Just for knowing the, the name of our head basketball guy. guy. Awesome. Adam. Man of integrity. Oh, hey. Way to, way to put yeah, your money was, where your mouth was. Adam, That's was great. baller thing I've ever seen, man. <laughs> Peasants. <laughs> um, speaking speaking of baller guys, we're starting to get some Billy Donovan quotes coming through our our Bulls Twitter post game timeline. When he was asked on his thoughts of a sixteen and eighteen record at the All Star break, Billy Donovan quote: "We have a mm. losing record right now." Mm. <laughs> um, and then, uh, not a quote, but paraphrasing, then praise the progress and work ethic and the mindset mm. of his players. Oh. So, like, hey. We're, we're, we have a losing record. Yes. That's not, that's beautiful. They need to learn. learn. Yeah, man. I need to teach them. These are idiots. These are morons who don't know basketball. And I, they, they're so lucky to have me. I love the dog so much. Yeah, man. How can you not love stuff like that? Love that stuff. And real quick, let me, let me give a quick shout out to Kobe White, man. Cause he's been playing absolutely way better these past few games. Cause he be what do you have twenty five tonight like twenty five three and two or something like that. Uh, I think let me check. Um, twenty twenty five three, 25, three and two. Yeah, uh, eight, eight of sixteen. Dude, his four, last seven, five games, Kobe White is averaging twenty seven and three, twenty point seven rebounds, three assists. 
and he's shooting 48% from the field, 35% from three. He is playing better at a much better way, man. And as we kept saying, like, we know he's better at scoring. And that's kind of where his facilitating and all the other stuff comes from. But I like the fact he's recognized that I'm six foot five. I'm not this great of a facilitator, but I can't impact the game by getting these rebounds because I know I can score, but I can impact the game by getting inside and getting tough and getting rebounds. Man, he's been getting beat up also these past two games, man. So, man, shout out to Kobe White. He's he's definitely he's definitely playing much better. Yeah, and the thing I like best about Kobe's stat line tonight oh, is the one turnover. Beautiful. I mean, that's unbelievable. Like, we like Billy Donovan has been preaching it and preaching it and preaching it. Turnovers, yeah, and bad fouls. If we cut down on our turnovers and our bad fouls. We take away so many of our opponents' freest, easiest, cheapest points at the free throw line and on the fast break and in transition. Points off of turnovers. And, you know, t- tonight, like, things got a little dicey in that fourth quarter. But even still, the Bulls, uh, you know, only allowed – well, actually, wow, that that number was a lot better a- a- after the third quarter. The Bulls finished with 16 turnovers tonight. The Pels scored 18 points wow. off of those turnovers – I mean, it looked like they were going to have a much better night in that regard, but that fourth quarter did them in, man. Thankfully, they they still won the game, but good for Kobe. Like, you know, he did his part. He only had one turnover, but that has got to get better because this team, they're just not talented enough Mm. to afford that kind of crap. Makina says that's why she's not giving up on Kobe. Colin says sign Kobe for the next 10 years. Make it happen, Acme, and Vice President Garrett. (laughs) I, <laughs> I mean, Kobe's been good. I Kobe, think, like, he, he's been inconsistent, but we still have seen his goodness. Like, so yeah. when people defend Kobe, we go, oh, I know I, we, I know what you're saying. Yeah, sure. That's a good argument. Like, he's been good. He's been good. And I think, John, the thing that I have tried to make clear as someone who is like, you know, the Kobe experiment is over. That's no, not me giving up on Kobe yeah. as a player. It is saying right now with these pieces, and as Zach, I keep calling you hey. Zach, John, for whatever hey. reason. You are Zach Levine in my hey brain now. tonight. I'm awesome. You, you've said like Kobe and Zach share so many skills. There's yeah. so much overlap, and they don't really yeah. mesh together perfectly in the backcourt. So, saying that Kobe is the lesser of the two right now is not an insult to Kobe. It's just Jesus. the truth. Yes. It's the reality. And it's not saying I give no, up on Kobe like right. trade saying, his ass. I'm saying you know how a like, team is constructed for the pieces that we're playing yes. with. It's 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 yes. you just call it like you see it. Kobe doesn't fit, in my opinion, in mm. the starting lineup right now. I disagree I with that. <laughs> That's not I, giving I, I up agree on with him. what you're saying with your assessment of what everything you're saying about what you feel about Kobe. Yes, yeah, absolutely right. It's not like Matt has been like, dude, get him off my team. He's garbage. He's never said that. He just wants him in a different position. I completely get that. Like, and he's absolutely right in feeling that way, man. But yeah, I like Kobe in the starting lineup. I, I think he's great there, uh, or great is strong. I think he's good there. Um, but yeah, like even a Sadaransky, you know, again had another Sadaransky night. I think it was two points, two rebounds, four assists. Like that's that's what you're gonna get. But Kobe, at his best, can give you a thirty plus point game, and that's hard for me to say. Right go to the bench because I want to pass the ball around uh, the point I want to, I want to score. Like you need just, you need the scoring and you're right. Like scoring and 
all that coming off the bench, you can still be impactful. But man, they they put it on him this year. They, you know, Matt, they put it on. They wanted him to be the point guard of this team. He took it as a challenge to see what he could do, but he's got to find out what he can do best and focus on that. And he can still do that and be a starter for this team and impact this team in the starting lineup, I think. Well, we'll we'll see. I mean, I, I don't see Donovan making that big of a change coming out of the All-Star break. I, I would be surprised to, like, you know, see Sato in there yeah. and, and Kobe on the bench. Um, but we shall see. We've got 40-some games left to play in the back half of a season where the the Bulls are going to play, like, like 40-some games in 78 days or so. It's going to be freaking crazy. The back half yeah. of the schedule is going to be nuts. But, hey, 16 and 18 at the All-Star break, we actually get to watch Zach Levine participate in All-Star weekend, not just in the skills stuff, but in the actual game. So, hopefully Zach can win the three-point contest. That would be fun. Wait, and Clifford, um, hopefully we'll Clifford Darrell's in the mix. Clifford Darrell's in the place. Oh, Clifford Darrell. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> we love you too, Clifford Darrell. <laughs> You know we love you, Clifford oh, Darrell. Come on, baby. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's just salty because he already knows Kawhi's coming to the Bulls next hey, season. Hey! Say that. <laughs> Say that. Say that. <laughs> oh. All right, guys. It's weird that we're probably not going to be on here together again for like oh, a week and change. The Bulls' next game isn't until next Thursday, yeah, right? 76ers. Oh. Well, enjoy, enjoy All-Star yes. Weekend, everybody. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Just a reminder, as always, if you ever miss these shows live uh, on air with Hot Mike, you can always catch them on that Bowlaw Bulls YouTube channel and the Bowlaw Bulls podcast feed, wherever you get your podcast. By the way, speaking of that Bowlaw Bulls podcast, go check out that latest episode you guys dropped with Mark K, MK Hoops. Uh, really interesting uh, conversation that you and your boy C-Dub had with him, Big Dave. So everybody go listen to that podcast Part two out really right good. now. Part two out tomorrow. <laughs> It's really good. Oh, part two with the Cowley B. Can't wait. Oh, appreciate y'all hanging with us. Appreciate the tips as always. Thanks for that hundo spot, Adam. Um, for Big Dave and John, 